This is Cruex by 2X, the podcast for learners. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cruex by 2X. My name is Eunice, and this show is for all of our student listeners out there. We know that studying and learning comes with a whole bunch of challenges and setbacks, but we're here to help break down some of the scary and stressful mental barriers that you might have. This series will showcase a variety of individuals and their journeys to get to where they are now. For today's episode, we've invited Afgar, who is a student at UBC. So Afgar, why don't you introduce yourself and maybe share a fun fact with us? Hello, everybody. And hi, Eunice. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Very <laughs> honored to be here. Of course. Um, just something about myself. Uh, sure. So currently, I'm a student at UBC. I'm going to my fourth year. I'm studying business, specializing in marketing. Fun fact about me is I actually have five legal names. I don't actually know which one's the proper one. And so anytime I have to do any sort of official documentation, there's like this huge folder that I carry around with me to prove who I say I am. Yeah. So... So Does your passport or driver's license have all five names? No. So they all have different names. Okay. Um, My passport has a different name for my SIM number. My SIM number has a different name for my license. And my license has a different name for my care card. Wow. Suffice it to say, like, nobody's going to get away with, like, stealing my identity. Because if they ever try anything, they need, like, all five pieces, like, at the same time. (laughs) So, yeah, that's, it's a blessing and a curse. But it is what it is. It's definitely unique. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to start the questions with bringing it all the way back to the very beginning. When you were a kid, did you know what you wanted to be? I'm sure business school isn't exactly the first thing on a 10-year-old's mind. I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I honestly, my career paths changed so much. Like it was anytime during the week, I'd see someone do something cool and I'd be like, oh, I want to do that. Whether it be like, you know, an athlete, firefighter, astronaut, there's a pretty big astronaut phase. And then I realized you had to do science to, you know, get up into space and you can just, they wouldn't just strap you into a rocket and let you go up there. So yeah, business school definitely was not in the books, but glad I ended up choosing it and I'm enjoying it so far. That's awesome. Maybe we can dive into that a little bit more in a bit, mm-hmm. but what was your academic experience like either in high school or even during your time now at UBC? I was a terrible student <laughs> up until grade 11. Like I was a whore. No, like I, I thank my teachers for putting up with me because, yeah, I was not a good student. Constantly skipped class. I had like 130 absences in like oh my grade 10. Yeah, it was not good. Did Never you just ex- not care about school? I you just wanted to have yeah, fun? Yeah, like, I mean, I just, like, I go to school. Like, I loved being in school. I just did not enjoy um, some of the classes I was learning. Mm. And I felt like I could learn the material better at home. Like, I got like my grades weren't awful I never failed a class I was 70 percent average like I was able to like get by um the weird thing is like I'd skip school to uh play video games and then I would go after school to like whether it was basketball practice or ultimate practice oh my god my teachers would see me and they're like why are you here now like you were supposed to be in class so that went on for a while uh I never expected to go to university and it wasn't until like grade 11 where one of my teachers who like I'm very close to her to this day she sort of like teachered down on me and was very harsh but like tough love all that stuff and made me get my act together and 
grade 10 summer and grade 11 summer, like I did not have a summer. I was just in summer school catching up on stuff and like making sure I needed to get the courses that I needed to make it into uh, UBC. Wow, that's respectable. Is there a certain subject that you did particularly well in or a subject that you just dreaded and absolutely refused to touch ever again? Um... Like, uh, like I said, like growing up, like as a kid, I went through a pretty big astronaut phase and like being like a scientist and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't get into it. Uh, <laughs> math, physics? Yeah, physics. Like, uh, I love math. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people have this misconception about me that I don't like math. I love math. It's just I don't get it. Like, I love it, but I don't understand it. I think I get what you mean. Like, it feels great to figure it out. Yeah. But it's so hard to figure out. Anyone that can do math, you <laughs> are a god to me. Like. <laughs> it's yeah like math is one of those things where like it's so cool and like I wish I could understand it I wish I had like I don't know my brain just doesn't work in that way like I know a lot of people a lot of my friends like they're just able to get things like that Mm -hmm. I wish my brain worked that way but sadly it doesn't and so math was something I always struggled with the teacher I mentioned earlier she was she was my math teacher in grade nine (laughs) yeah so like that was the course I had the most trouble with, but, and like, she really pushed me. Like she went above and beyond everything uh, to get me to where I am. And like, I would say that was uh, really important. As for actually choosing my uh, major and my course, it was grade 12, university selection time was coming around. I was in web design class. My best friend was sitting next to me. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I literally turned to the guy and I was like, hey, uh, what are you planning to do? And he said he's applying to solder. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that too. Like I did no research, didn't do any backup oh uh, like options or anything. I applied to Langara just in case UBC didn't work out and that was going to be my backup plan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I just like all eggs in one basket and hoped it worked out, which is terrible. Do not do that. Put your time in, do your <laughs> research. I feel like I'm a very much a survivorship bias and like just an anomaly. If I could go back, I would yell at myself and be like, this was stupid. You should not have done this. Um, so definitely do your research, go check out a bunch of schools, check out a bunch of programs to see what's right for you and make a decision based off that. And don't just hope for the best because the odds are heavily against you. That's very lucky though. <laughs> it, it is and very you, lucky. And you saved a lot on university applications. I did. I did. It is very lucky. Yeah. Like it just happened to work out. I'm so glad that worked out for you. Um, so you said that you are specializing in marketing. Mm-hmm. Is that like a major or is that just a program that you declare? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like a major. So okay. um, it would be like in the in the general sense, like what a major is to most people, you could view marketing as my major. Right. Uh, basically how I came about cho- choosing that was, I hope no one from Saunders listening to this, but <laughs> this is boring. Like in my opinion, a lot of the backend stuff, I do not enjoy. I don't enjoy a lot Accounting. of Accounting. Yeah, I I don't, again, I, I don't enjoy it. Um, mm. So the one part about marketing that excites me is that it's the one part of business, which is somewhat customer facing. And I feel like it has the most tangible impact on customers. Okay. And a lot of my life, I had this misconception that marketing was about selling a product to a person. I don't think that's what it is anymore. I think it's about selling a solution to a person or providing value to an individual. And I truly believe that. And I want to be able to do that whether if it's like 2x helping you out with your tutoring and helping you find someone that you need or whether if it's apple for example your iphone helping you share your pictures and communicate with someone that's the value that that product provides and i feel like my job as a marketer is to be able to communicate that to you Mm, that's really inspirational (laughs) is there (laughs) is there something you wish you had known before choosing marketing as your specialization ah something i wish i'd known before 
um it's not all creativity and ads and like making posters and whatnot yeah. very much had that uh, misconception back in high school but a lot of marketing today is very data-driven analyzing a lot of trends and there's a good chunk of math and like spreadsheets and stuff involved but it's enjoyable in the sense that like there's like if, once you get the meaning behind it you can sort of like see where it is and help it guide a lot of the decisions that you make and it's so rewarding to be able to like get those decisions right and know that it wasn't just based off luck or intuition like you put mm. in the work you analyzed the data you made an informed choice and it paid off do you think that it has a bit like the gratification of your work is a bit more instant compared to other streams or other specializations in business I view it like this, like, let's say you're an accounting, your entire job is to make sure that the company's books and everything are balanced. Mm -hmm. And so every time you avert a crisis, because that crisis didn't happen, nobody's going to congratulate you for that, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like the fact that the company is doing okay, and it's heading in the right direction means you're like excelling at your job. So but like nobody congratulates you because for they sure. don't see it. The second something goes wrong and that like one issue pops up, like you might have a bookkeeping issue or you miss like a accounting deadline or something and the whole company is in crisis mode, that's all on you. For marketing, I feel like it's a little different. Uh, I feel like your job isn't really like you don't get that praise or congratulations or that gratification until you do that. Up until that point, it's sort of like you're in crisis mode until you do something where you can see customers coming in, people buying your product, sales numbers going up. A uh, number of users signing up, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So I feel like it's a little different in that sense. I think that has to do with the fact that it's more, uh, more so front end facing as opposed to like the back end. Is there a common myth about business school that you'd like to debunk for anyone out there? I feel like a lot of people have a perception that business school is somewhat ruthless and everyone's like super competitive. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case, at least from my experience. I think in any faculty, in any uh, profession, any field, you're going to have those people who are outliers, those people who don't care, those people who are super cutthroat, super ruthless. But I think for the most part, the majority of people are kind hearted and they mean well. They are just trying to help one another move on and sort of like get the best out of each other. And from my experience at UBC and at Sauter specifically, it's been a very collaborative one. And I've met a lot of really cool people and people who I would consider like very, very close friends. That's really sweet. So earlier you mentioned that you felt like you could learn, like teach yourself the material at home and you didn't really feel invested in, you know, actually going to classes and whatnot. How has that changed for you now? And what does education mean to you now that you are at UBC and studying at one of the top business schools in Canada? Okay, so let me just clarify by teaching myself earlier, that means learning enough to pass the test because that's what education meant for a big part of my life, which was passing the test. Mm. Um, I feel like now it's more so, I'm in a position where I feel like grades don't matter anymore in the sense that it's not the biggest thing that employers look at. So whenever I'm approaching classes or whenever I'm approaching my learning, it's more so what I get out of the course and my understanding. And that's what I hope to achieve. If I get a bad grade, that's fine. That just means that there's an area where I can improve in this course and it's okay with that. I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on grades and at the end of the day, it's just this number that's somewhat subjective and it doesn't really give you an entire picture of your understanding of the subject. 
don't get me wrong, they're important in the sense that like people still view them as important. But I think the biggest takeaway for you as an individual who are, is studying a subject should be your how much your understanding of that subject is being taken. Mm. That's definitely a really mature way of viewing your academic abilities or academic performance. It took me a couple of years to get to that point, but I'm glad I did. Is that something you figured out recently or was that something that kind of clicked when you got into university? Um, it was definitely something that I figured out recently. And honestly, the main reason is because that pressure of like having to compete over grades was something that I didn't have. Like I was once I once I was able to get into my like major, once I was able to like get internships, grades no longer became the most important thing in terms right. of finding a career for me. Like a 60% now wouldn't uh, affect me as much as a 60% back in high school, for example. Right. Um, so now like I feel like I have the freedom and luxury to uh take courses that I'm actually interested in and like take courses where I feel like I can challenge myself where I can step outside my comfort zone and be like hey maybe I do want to take this data science class even though I'm horrible at math but the subject interests me Mm. and ironically it's led to better grades because I actually care a lot about the subject matter and I'm super interested in learning it I took this one uh kin course which has nothing to do with my uh major or anything I just took it because I wanted to uh it was like an introduction to kinesiology mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the prof but her name is Tanya, Tanya Lam. Lam love her best She's prof at UBC <laughs> um anyway I took that course because I want to like I got kind of tired of like hearing about bro science and just like people giving right. me anecdotal evidence I wanted right. to learn a proper way to take care of my body mm-hmm. took that course best thing that ever happened to me I got a really good grade in it but I honestly don't care about the grade as because the things I learned in that course I'm applying like to my day-to-day life like how to train my body how to you know progressively overload Aww. what sort of nutrition to eat uh how much protein I should be consuming on day-to-day. <laughs> and it's led to like tangible results and my I could easily say my quality of life has improved tremendously ever since I took that course Wow, I'm so, so glad to hear that. Yeah, so that is a good takeaway from a course where I was super interested in learning it. And I would have been scared to take take that course had it been for the fact that like grades were still something that was on my mind, you know, right. because kinesiology is, it has nothing to do with what I'm learning. And of course. Yeah. But since grades were not pressure, ironically, I did end up getting a good grade in that course. But the biggest takeaway for me was what I learned. And yeah, I cannot recommend that course enough. <laughs> So really, you just realized that you had a lot more value to bring other than just your grades. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a really big fixation on grades, like looking back at it. They are important, but I don't think that they paint the whole picture. And I feel like it's more important to like really nail down that understanding. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of grades has to do with your test taking ability. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was like, I'm good at taking tests in the sense that like I've done enough tests in my life where I'm used to it, where I know how a multiple choice test is going to be where I know how, how like a short answer test is right. where I can like know which questions to prioritize and like which questions where I should just drop and not waste my time in it because I'm not going to be able to maximize the most marks I can get. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you take that and give it to someone who's like been working at a career and they have a lot of knowledge and expertise, and I'm pretty sure you try and get them to write the same tests that we're writing, they've been out of practice. So I assure you that like, we would be able to like get those tests done faster and probably score better since we know how the system kind of works. For sure. So that's what I mean by like grades don't really tell the whole story. Mm. So apart from grades in your earlier years at university, are there any other major academic stressors that you've encountered and how did you really like deal with them and work through them? 
imposter syndrome was a really big thing that I didn't even know like existed uh I just remember being like I don't deserve to be here because a lot of the people who I talked to were like there are people who like start companies who like oh, yeah. had like businesses going who it's done, quite intimidating like, yeah 10k's competitions got like 50 trophies and stuff and I was just there like barely got through high school um like made I, I feel like I made it in with like the skin of my teeth and yeah like dealing with that like that put a strain on my like mental health just because I didn't know how to like never dealt with like anxiety before and that was right. something that I was experiencing for the first time right. and like I'm a huge advocate of it now I think like just how you'd go and see a doctor for a physical checkup I think for me it was going and seeing a uh, counselor or a therapist for a mental checkup and that really helped sort of like put into words a lot of these feelings that I had and that helped me better address them. I'm glad that you've been able to identify the problem and work on it. Thank you. That's definitely something that people also avoid doing because they're scared and it's a little taboo still, but I'm glad there's more discussion around it. There's still definitely some stigma around it and uh, I just want to be able to do whatever I can to like shed some awareness on it. I feel like the more conversations that I've had about mental health, the more people feel less worried or stigmatized to go and get their health checked up on. Yeah, for sure. What would you consider to be your biggest failure as a student? And what did you learn from it? Again, going back to the grades thing is doing a course just to get a good grade. I think that's a waste of time. It's not the right mentality that you should be approaching when it comes to learning. Um, and it's difficult because you get rewarded for it. You get rewarded for getting good grades. You get rewarded for having a good transcript. And that sort of incentivizes you to like, why would I bother taking a difficult elective or a difficult course when it's just going to bring down my GPA? I can just take this easy, like quote unquote, easy elective, easy course and help inflate my grades and you get rewarded for that. So I would say that's my biggest failure as a student was uh, I really did not take advantage of the opportunities that were available to me in my first and second year. And I'm more so focused on inflating that GPA and inflating those grades. You mentioned earlier that you, there were opportunities for you to push yourself outside of your own comfort zone, especially with uh, UBC Sauter School of Business. What kind of things have you done to do that? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, when it comes to uh, comfort zones, I feel like I felt uncomfortable from day one. Oh. I did not expect to be in university. Like I said, I was a horrible student in high school. So literally everything I was doing felt like I was outside my comfort zone. But in a way that was good because if everything's outside of your comfort zone, nothing's outside of your comfort zone so okay any opportunity that came by I said yes like I I took I took I'm taking like a salsa dancing class I've never danced before in my life that was wow. super fun I was horrible at it but it was that's super fine fun. it was a great experience as long as you got a good laugh out of it yeah I'm deathly terrified of heights but I did like a rock climbing thing no way yeah at UBC it was tons of fun I'm, I actually really want to pursue it once I get back um mm. Yeah, at the end of this month, my like treat to myself is going out and buying rock climbing gear to go and redo that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I just think university is like such an amazing place where you have so many opportunities in front of you. And not only do you have like the financial and uh, freedom, like the financial aspect and also the time aspect of you can better manage all these things around you. You can build your schedule out. You can have uh, a lot of choices to make. Um, that helped me sort of really be like, okay, now this is where I get to control my life and I get to do sort of the things that I want to do. Um, so it's been like a lot of, I'd say a lot of things I've done is outside of my comfort zone and 
it's led to some of the most gratifying and amazing experiences. And I met really great people because of it. That's so sick. Uh, are there any other resources uh, that have helped you along the way as either a student or just someone living the life as a university uh, student? Uh, you mentioned earlier that you seeked uh, counseling and therapy. Uh, yeah, so counseling, um, UBC has its own uh, counseling system. And I like took advantage of that. It was really weird going my, my first time and answering questions, which I had not had to think about. And that was one thing where it was a very uncomfortable experience, don't get me wrong, especially that first time I approached mental health. Um, coming from like an Asian household, it's not something that's mm. ever talked about. Like I didn't even know what anxiety was until my first year of university. <laughs> and that was after I went and saw like a professional about it. Like I had heard the word being tossed around, but I didn't really know what it meant. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was definitely like uh, one aspect that really helped me. Um, other resources, uh, uh, did you like ever that, go to office hours? I did. I did. But I never went to office hours to talk about the course or anything. I went to office hours to talk with the profs because the profs were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And there's usually free snacks. So if you ever wanted to, you know, load up on like chocolate bars or something, <laughs> had office hours open, just like stop by. Office hours is great. Uh, office hours actually helped me land like this internship. Oh, no way. Yeah. Like uh, some of the advice I got on like how to approach interviews and like, just sort of conversations I was having with my professors. Um, just really loved it. I actually dropped a bunch of my courses in second semester because it was online, mm -hmm. mainly because I just thoroughly enjoyed my experience with those professors and I did not want to take them in an online setting. I really oh. want to be there in person to sort of like get the full experience. Right. Plus I'm paying for it. So, you know, I want to maximize my money. Of course. Know. Get the most, get the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, Aside from that, I remember one of the biggest things I would have really appreciate was having like an app like 2X when I was in university for math, one of the math courses. Again, I did not understand it. That was my first <laughs> time ever trying to find a tutor. That was awful. Like that experience was awful. It's mm -hmm. the only option I had was like outside my course, there's like those little, uh, you know how people put the paper slips? Oh yeah, the on the bulletin yeah. boards. Yeah. Called some random number, some dude picks up. I'm like, hey, I need math help. And he's like, all right, 35 an hour. I'm like, okay. It's Go so to sketchy. some random apartment and like <laughs> oh, boy. who this guy is. I don't know if he's even, you know, credited. Um he was not a good teacher. He just sort of like did the problems himself and sort of like showed me how to do it, as opposed to like showing me the understanding behind it. Mm -hmm. So I really would appreciate having like uh, tutoring, like proper tutoring back yeah. when I was in first year. Do you ever feel burnt out as, you know, a solder student? And you mentioned earlier that there was like imposter syndrome. I'm sure that mm -hmm. definitely takes a toll on just like your mental energy itself. How do you stay motivated when you do feel moments of burnout? Uh, I do feel real uh, burnout. Burnout's real. And like, I don't want to experience it again. It's happened like twice in my life. And I make yeah. sure to like have a proper work life school balance. Mm -hmm. um, as I think that's like very key. Uh, a really big way I like help stave off burnout is by taking care of my physical health. I feel like if I'm like active, working out, playing sports, um, that really boosts my energy levels. I have like a really bad reactions to caffeine. Like it makes me super anxious. So I don't drink coffee. I've had like Starbucks twice in my life. Both have been horrible experiences That's that crazy. ended up with panic attacks. So caffeine is like no go for me. So I have, I have to like force myself to like go work out 
and, or like just to be running, be active, because that really helps with keeping my energy levels up. Aside from like being motivated, uh, I don't know. Like I just feel like uh, I am in a position where I was never meant to have this life and but like it's here and it's pretty great like I never thought I'd be able to go, go to university so I always view like everything happening from now on as a bonus mm. so yeah it's hard to like stay unmotivated when like it's something that like you never thought would happen that's such an optimistic per- like perspective I-, I guess but yeah like that's how I look at it and so anything that comes my way it's just it's been fun and like whatever challenges there it's just part of the journey I think that is one of the best mentalities to have as a student thank you I think <laughs> yeah. that's yeah do you have any advice for students who are considering going into solder take advantage of like the opportunities that are available for you but that being said don't get caught up on trying to resume build and trying to network and trying to set yourself up you're paying for university not only for the school aspect and like the academic career aspect but you're also paying for the social aspect you're paying to like have this experience that you can only have now like this is like probably like one of the few instances in your life where you'll be surrounded by such a large group of people that share the same interests same hobbies and are the same age as you so I would say, like, take advantage of, you know, just the people you meet. Be sure to have fun. There's so many opportunities out there. Say yes to things. Go join a random class you never thought you'd join. Take a cooking lesson. Go climb a wall. Like, you know, there's so many things out there. And just don't be afraid of saying yes to opportunities. Are you part of any clubs or student organizations? Or have I, you attended case competitions? So I've never done a case competition. It's something I want to do. I don't know, never really got around to it. Uh, as for clubs, I'm part of the Marketing Association. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you tell us more? I can. So it's, uh, we're called UBC MA, UBC Marketing Association. It's not just a soccer club. It's UBC's biggest marketing club. I think we have like 300 something members. Don't quote me on that, I think. But the main reason I joined that club was there's this prof who works really closely with that club. Her name's Tamar. I love Tamar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tamar. She's amazing. She is. She's great. Like the second I took Com 296, which is the introduction to marketing course, I had it with Tamar. I was like, okay, I'm definitely taking the right specialization. Like this is what I want to do. She's so I, sweet. Yeah. She's awesome. So she has like a big connection with that club. And so I, I wanted to find a way to like interact with her and also like the UBC marketing community as a whole. And so mm-hmm. that club felt like a great great place to experience that that's so cool do you currently have any career goals or next steps in mind I have no idea what I'm doing oh okay Um, but that being said in terms of like career stuff I'm making a card game it's like a party game oh it's so cute the first sample actually came in today no way see it obviously the name's a little uh that's fine yes (laughs) um but yeah it has it's a little thing to do with 2020 and yeah that's what I'm making uh and I hope to like get out to be a thing even this just started off as like a passion project like I was super bored over quarantine did you do it all by yourself yeah like oh my gosh I wanted a way to take out my frustrations on just being stuck at home Mm -hmm. and the one way I was able to sort of do that was like look forward to all the 
you know, like parties and social events that uh, I could go to after quarantine. And I knew once I was there, I wanted to make the most out of them because I didn't have many left, especially since I'm going into my fourth year. Right. And so one of the things is like, you know, when you go to these things, people usually like bring up games and stuff, sort of like break the ice, uh-huh. help, you know, get everyone in the right, like fun mood. And I think those games suck. Just my opinion. <laughs> I've played them too many times. So of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I want something fresh and new. That's why I ended up making this. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to try it out. You have to let me know when it's like officially out. Yes, I I will let you know for sure when it's officially yes. out. I'll be your first purchase. Thank you. So now we're going to dive into a couple slightly more personal questions. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite thing about your program, either solder as a whole or just the marketing specialization? I love the people. The people are honestly the best thing about the program or just like university in general, just the amount of people that you meet. I've only lived in two places in my life. I lived in Sri Lanka and I moved to Vancouver. And then in Vancouver, never really met people like, you know, who had international experiences or anything like that. It was right. pretty close uh, knit friend group. Same friend group I went to elementary school with was the same friend group I had graduating high school. It wasn't until I went to university where I started meeting people from like all over the world, hearing all their cool experiences just made me realize that there's more to life than just Vancouver. Don't get me wrong. I love my city. Like I, <laughs> I would be willing to like fight people over. It's the best city in the world. Like I, I strongly believe that yeah. you can choose to have different opinions. Um, but that being said, it's also really cool hearing where people are from, you know, the sort of challenges that they've had to overcome and where they got here. And yeah, that's really, and like that plays a big part into marketing as well. Like sort of hearing those stories help you realize like, you know, there's so many different people and all these people have their own unique problems and you're trying to find a way to like reach out to them and make sure that your product is able to solve a problem in their life. And those experiences really help out in that sense when it comes to really crafting a story and really hitting that like emotional note of product marketing. Is there someone who inspires you to, I guess, either work harder or keep pursuing marketing? Is there like a role model that you have? The role model I have is that teacher I mentioned earlier from high school. Her name's mm-hmm. Persis Huey. If any of you go to uh, Tupper High School, she's like the vice principal now. But when I knew her, she was like a math teacher at David Thompson Secondary School. Um, she's a role model in the sense that I felt like I would have given up on me. Like, honestly, like I was not the best student to deal with. Like, I honestly would have given up on me. I don't know why or how she did what she did. She clearly saw something that I didn't, but she was really persistent about sticking through it and really helping make sure that like I sort of stuck to a right path. There are definitely instances in high school where I could have strayed and like, you know, not have even graduated mm-hmm. and she sort of made sure that like I stuck to it and so just because I don't want I don't want to disrespect her and uh devalue all the hard work that she did I want to like make her proud and I want to be able to you know graduate university and be like hey this is what you did this is Aww. your tangible result that's so sweet oh my god I'm <laughs> so glad I'm so glad you had an experience like that and again mm-hmm. it's huge that you were able Obviously, with the help of your teacher, but you were able to pull yourself out of a rut of sorts and bring yourself to where you are now. Mm-hmm. If the pandemic ended tomorrow, where is the first place you'd like to travel to? Back to the campus. Oh. I would love to go back to campus. 
Have you not visited at all? Okay, I mean, if the pandemic were ended, and I mean, like back to campus pre-pandemic, where there's it's lively, there's people everywhere, mm. there's always something going on. There's someone who's you know climbing a tree somewhere. Someone's oh yeah, during <laughs> urn, um, Red Bull or something's handing out stuff. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, you, you're just unlocking memories for me here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a protest happening. Like, I want to go back to that. Okay, That's where okay. I would travel if the pandemic ended because I love loved every waking minute I had at UBC campus. Like, even the rainy days, snowy day, like each day had something to offer to me. If I was ever bored, because I had the privilege of like living on residence and. I'm hopefully looking forward to going back to residence next semester. Oh, you're an RA, right? Yeah, I'm becoming a residence advisor again. Oh. Um, if I was ever bored, literally all I had to do was step outside of my room, which is kind of bad because I barely oh. got <laughs> studying in. But if I was ever bored, that's the one thing I had to do. Like, I would step outside my room sometimes, not even carry headphones, and just see what happened. And more often than not, there's always something entertaining happening. What's it like being an RA? It's a lot of fun. Um, my a lot of the experiences that I had in my first year with my uh, advisors, it was what inspired me to become an RA. Like I said, like I had no idea. This is my first time living away from home. Were um, you at Vanier? I was at Vanier. Yeah. Okay. It must have been that. Must have been really nice. It, it was. It was a yeah. fun time for sure. But like, it was the fact that I was dealing with uh, all these new things and all my support systems that I had built up over like. Five six years or had just disappeared overnight, yeah. and I was in this completely new environment. And I think what really helped me, sort of like for example, like I was talking about, like with my mental health, the people that referred me to go see counseling services were my residence advisors. Like they were my first point of contact, and so that's sort of like what inspired me to like be like, I want to be able to do this for other people. I want to be able to sort of help build that community. I want to be able to help uh, people who are in my shoes. I want to be able to. Helps sort of foster a positive first year experience because I truly believe that first year you have at university really sets the precedent. I was fortunate enough to have a really good like first president being set for me, mm-hmm. and that's really guided uh, the rest of my university journey. And if I'm able to do that to someone else and sort of like pay it forward, I would be more than happy. Are you going to be an RA at a first year res? Yes, I uh, specifically requested first year residence. That's I'm awesome. Going to be Back in Orchard Commons. Oh my gosh, I was in Orchard. Yeah, it's a fun time. Uh, yeah, you get your own washroom, like... so you don't have to deal with all the stuff that happens in the communal washroom. That's true, but I feel like it's harder to have that kind of close knit community at Orchard. It, it definitely is, but that's what makes it so much more special when you do find those close knit connections. Like mm. when you find those close knit connections in an environment that's not built to foster them. Those connections are—you know—those are strong connections, and they last. I'm excited for whoever ends up on your floor. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have any favorite weird food combinations? Yeah, uh, microwaved frozen mangoes. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. Like, trust me, I know it sounds weird. I love mangoes. The biggest pain point I have with mangoes is I don't like overripe fruit, and it's really hard to gauge. Like, you know, you buy a mango from the Uh, supermarket, and then you can peel it on the first date. It's got like the perfect amount of like plump, crisp juiciness, and then you leave it for a couple days, it gets overripe. So like that batch you bought, kind of like I don't know, it's not my cup of tea. 
Mm. The good thing about frozen mangoes is, and I learned this in Kin 300, is, you know, they're picked at like peak ripeness and like, mm -hmm. you know, the nutrients are still there because it's, you know, flash frozen. But my favorite thing is like, you just take them out of the freezer. They never go bad. You pop them in the microwave for like an, uh, a minute and then they defrost enough. It's already pre-cut and, you know, it's still a little cold. So like on those hot summer days, it's perfect. Mm. I know it sounds weird. Like, trust me, my entire, like nobody else in my family eats this. And they always look at me weirdly when I'm like going to the freezer, getting micro mangoes and microwaving it. Even on residence, people looked at me weirdly because like they just see this guy who's microwaving mangoes and just standing there looking at the microwave for a minute um, and eating it with a spoon, but it, it works. So no part of the mango is cooked. It's just defrosted. Okay, like it's not 100% perfect. Like sometimes you might have some hot spots and yes, that doesn't sound super appealing. And honestly, <laughs> but like those ones that are like just perfectly defrosted enough and they still retain their coolness okay they just hit diff okay so for anyone out there who's bored at home and you're looking for a new recipe go ahead and try your microwaved frozen mangoes okay final question do you have any book recommendations i do the last book i read it's called zero to one i haven't read a book in a while uh actually bought an e-reader because i wanted to like do more reading mm -hmm. but that's a different story uh zero to one by peter thiel uh basically peter thiel was the founder of paypal and he talks about how you know it's just a general book about entrepreneurship so kind of like the mindset he has and sort of the things that he did in his life that made him set himself apart from his competitors and why he found success the way he did he's a really keen on that uh zero to one is basically how you're only going to have one Mark Zuckerberg. You're only going to have one Jeff Bezos. You're only going to have one Elon Musk. Yeah. Like the next Elon Musk is not going to make like another electric supercar company. Mm -hmm. The next Mark Zuckerberg isn't going to make like another social media. So in that sense, you have like this one opportunity to really bring your idea forward and make it become a reality. That's so cool. Well, Afghar, thank you so much for your time. That was a really insightful conversation. Do you have any final messages you'd like to leave for our listeners? Say yes to things. You never know where it'll take you and you never know the experiences that you were going to have. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. To all of our listeners, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at 2X Education to learn more about 2X and to keep up with our updates. That's all for today. We'll catch you on the next episode of Crew X by 2X.